0: Hi, this is Tom Compton of We Hold These Truths. You're listening to the Unheralded News and Review and Pharisee Watch, brought to you by We Hold These Truths at whtt.org on the web. Each week we look into the events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly.
1: In today's podcast for Pharisee Watch and Unheralded News. We're going to visit some really good news. We're glad there are people standing up, uh, Christians, and these are 15 different people from a variety of churches, organizations in the United States that are asking the Congress to look into the foreign aid given to Israel. I'd like Leslie to read the press release from the Presbyterian Church USA,
2: PCUSA's Parsons, Others See Troubling, Consistent Pattern of Disregard by Israel Government for U.S. Policies, October 5, 2012, Presbyterian News Service by Jerry L. Van Martyr. Fifteen religious leaders representing many major faith groups in the country have written a letter to Congress seeking to make U.S military aid to Israel contingent upon its government's, quote, compliance with applicable U.S. laws and policies, unquote. Signers of the letter include Presbyterian Church USA General Assembly Stated Clerk Grady Parson. The signers say they have worked for decades to support both Israelis and Palestinians in their desire to live in peace and well-being, and have witnessed the pain and suffering of Israelis as a result of Palestinian actions and of Palestinians as a result of Israeli action. Though they recognize that both Israelis and Palestinians bear responsibility for the prolonged violence in the region, unconditional U.S. military assistance to Israel has contributed to deteriorating conditions in Israel and the occupied Palestinian territories which threatened to lead the region further away from the realization of a just peace. Furthermore, such aid sustains the conflict and undermines the long-term security interests of both Israelis and Palestinians. The signers urge an immediate investigation into possible violations by Israel of the U.S. Foreign Assistance Act and the U.S. Arms Export Control Act which respectively prohibit assistance to any country which engages in a consistent pattern of human rights violations and limit the use of U.S. weapons to internal security or legitimate self-defense. They urge Congress to hold hearings to examine Israel's compliance and request regular reporting on compliance and the withholding of military aid for non. Compliance. The signers see a troubling and consistent pattern of disregard by the government of Israel for U.S. policies that support a just and lasting peace, particularly unbridled settlement construction in the West Bank. This year has also seen a dramatic rise in settler attacks against Palestinians with seeming impunity, they say. Continued U.S. military assistance to Israel offered without conditions or accountability, the signers conclude, will only serve to sustain the status quo and Israel's military occupation of the Palestinian territories. Unfortunately, unconditional U.S. military assistance to Israel has contributed to this deterioration sustaining the conflict and undermining the long-term security interests of both Israelis and Palestinians. This is made clear in the most recent 2011 State Department Country Report on Human Rights Practices covering Israel and occupied territories, which details widespread Israeli human rights violations committed against Palestinian civilians, many of which involve the misuse of U.S. supplied weapons. As Christian leaders in the United States, it is our moral responsibility to question the continuation of unconditional U.S. financial assistance to the government of Israel. Realizing a just and lasting peace will require this accountability, as continued U.S. military assistance to Israel, offered without conditions or accountability, will only serve to sustain the status quo at Israel's military occupation of the Palestinian territories. As Israel is the single largest recipient of U.S. foreign aid since World War II, it is especially critical for Israel to comply with the specific U.S. laws that regulate the use of U.S. supplied weapons. We also encourage Congress to support inclusive, comprehensive, and robust regional diplomacy to secure a just and lasting peace that will benefit israelis palestinians and all the peoples of the region and the world with respect and gratitude we offer you our prayers in addition to parsons the letter was signed by presiding bishop mark hansen of the evangelical lutheran church in america united methodist council of bishops president rosemary Wenner, Peg burke transitional general secretary of the national council of churches sean creton General Secretary of the American Friends Service Committee, J. Ron Beiler, Executive Director of the Mennonite Central Committee, U.S., and Alexander Pettico, North American Secretary of the Orthodox Peace Fellowship. Also, Diane Randall, Executive Secretary of the Friends Committee on Legislation, American Baptist Churches, General Secretary A. Roy Medley, United Church of Christ, General Minister and President Joffrey a. Black, the Reverend Sharon Watkins, General Minister and President of the Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, the Reverend Julia Brown Karamu, President of the Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, Division of Overseas Ministries, the Reverend James A. Moose, Executive Minister for the United Church of Christ Wider Church Ministries, Eli S. McCarthy, Justice and Peace Director for the Conference of Major Superiors of Men, and Kathy McNeely, Acting Director of the Mary Knoll Office for Global Concerns.
1: All right, thank you, Leslie. That was a summary of the report. We'll have the link that will include the total letter from the PCUSA on our site. Now, as we would expect from something like this, there has been violent reaction from the Zionist lobby and one of the major spearheads was started in the New York Times and I'm just gonna have Leslie read a few excerpts from this article entitled Church Appeal on Israel Angers Jewish Groups.
2: Church Appeal on Israel Angers Jewish Groups by Laurie Goodstein, published october twentieth, two thousand twelve. In a statement, the Jewish leaders called the letter by the Christian groups, quote, a step too far, unquote, and an indication of, quote, the vicious anti-Zionism that has gone virtually unchecked in several of these denominations, unquote. The Christian leaders involved are mostly from the historically mainline Protestant churches. Many of these same churches have taken up contentious resolutions to divest their stock holdings from companies that sell military and security equipment to Israel. Meanwhile, successive Israeli governments have found stalwart support in conservative evangelical American churches.
1: And the article goes on, and uh, who's complaining uh, the different various reformed and conservative movements, the American Jewish Committee, B'nai B'rith, and some of the secular Jewish organizations that uh, like the ADL that are complaining about this and it is significant i think that they still see the what they call the conservative evangelical american churches on their side because they are the christian zionists that we've been talking about for years and they literally worship the State of Israel, the modern state of Israel, as a fulfillment of biblical prophecy, almost on an equal level with that of Jesus Christ. And these mainline churches typically have recognized that Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the biblical prophecies from the Testament. So it is interesting that a group like these folks headed by the Presbyterian Church USA, has taken their gloves off, if if you will, and made an appeal to our Congress as well they should. And the Zionist forces, of course, can shout to high heaven, and many people, of course, have been so conditioned, will believe that somehow these church leaders are jeopardizing the Israelis. When They're actually trying to resolve the conflict that's been going on since Israel became a state in 1948. Chuck, would you like to make some comments? Yeah, I think so.
3: I think some comments are in order. We have to be so careful with words now because we are having words used to influence us. For instance, in these stories that were read here out of the New York Times, the writer Lori Goodstein, she used the word conservative to refer to those Judeo-Christian churches, in other words, the modern Christian Zionist churches that are basically supporting the state of Israel, and that's a political comment because what's happened is these Judeo-Christian churches have essentially identified themselves with the Republican Party, and so then from that friendship with the Republican Party, they adopt the term conservative for themselves. Actually, they're the neo-churches. The Judeo-Christian churches all sprung up after Zionism became a factor in the world today. They, uh, they may have had seeds before that, but they, their growth has all taken place since the State of Israel came into existence. So you might say that the state of Israel almost preceded these churches in terms of their major growth, at least. In contrast to that, the churches that have been referred to as the mainline churches are the original Christian denominations that came more or less out of the Reformation in the 14th, 14th and 15th century, I guess, and such as the United Methodist Church. And the American Baptist Church, of course, is a a very old denomination in the United States. So these are denominations who had their doctrine clearly developed long before there was a state of Israel or Zionism. This helps us to understand a little bit why it's been so easy to bend and shape the evangelical, the so-called evangelical movement, which uh, we started out calling the Judeo-Christian movement, and has now become spoken up by some as the Christian Zionist movement. These are all neo-developed churches, and they have adopted the idea, as Tom just pointed out, that Israel is something special in God's plan. Essentially, they said, oh boy, here is here God has created the state of Israel. It's an unfolding of God's plan. So, We're not talking about insignificant organizations here. The American Baptist Church preceded the Southern Baptist Church. Now, if you add up the numbers of the American Baptists, the Evangelical Lutherans, the Methodist Church USA, and the Presbyterian Church USA, which were four of those that were leaders in this, not counting the Mennonites and the rather smaller ones, those total about – 15 million members in the United States, and uh, or more, and together they are bigger than the biggest evangelical denomination, which is the Southern Baptist Convention. And the Southern Baptist Convention, of course, started late in life after the U.S. Civil War. So what we have now is evangelical groups that are essentially promoting the idea that The State of Israel is God's fulfillment. And uh, that is, of course, being mixed in and wrapped into the politics of today, so that you actually have arguments over which of the two political candidates, one of whom will be elected this very night, is the most favorable toward the State of Israel. And articles are being written about this. There are also young movements in America, which are positive factors. And which recognize the dangers of uh, Christian Zionism, and we're one of them. And another one uh, that uh, we recently noticed is called Repent America. And so these organizations are also becoming increasingly critical of Christian Zionism and its impact upon American politics and American life.
1: Well, and it's because they want to stick with what Jesus taught. I mean, I've gotten that from my church, which is would be uh, fit into this description here in the New York Times as being a conservative evangelical American church. Now, they say they don't want to talk about Christian Zionism or that that type of thing, but there is an undertow. I see that. I see that in the politics. And also the name that has been applied to this same group is the Christian right, is another terminology we call it. Christian Zionists, Judeo-Christian, and so forth. And so they say that they're only focusing on Jesus, but when it comes to the issue of Israel, they turn their backs on the Palestinians, ignore that, really literally turn a blind eye to what's going on in Israel, and uh, are very upset to even hear an opinion that's contrary to their own beliefs that the modern state of Israel is, is this fulfillment of biblical prophecy, and anything they do should not be questioned because that's, in their opinion, in God's plan. And if right. you question that, somehow you would be challenging God's plan. Leslie? Questioning
2: that their
1: disregard
2: for human rights in Israel is a godly action on their behalf.
1: Well, I don't know if they even see it that way. I mean, they can look at the suffering of, say, people in Africa, and they have great compassion, but there's this tunnel vision, and, of course, it's been ingrained. You look at our media, and you look at the – we we just discussed the foreign policy debate, and there was not a dime's worth of difference between the two candidates. Both said they would go to war for Israel – so it's very difficult to break out of that mold. You're in a religious mold. You've been conditioned by the media, by your government, that Israel is our, our true friend. And so when a group like the Presbyterian Church USA comes along and well, writes we the We hold these
2: truths. <laughs> and we hold these truths.
1: We've been doing this for a long time. And so it's nice to have some clout uh, as company to do these kinds of campaigns because people are becoming aware that the emperor, that is, the United States and its client state, Israel, have no clothes. I mean, they, they, they can't hide these, these ugly truths that are coming out, what is being done to the Palestinians. Particularly, I mean, they, they hit right on the head here about this issue of settlements. The settlements have continued to grow unabated and with impunity on the part of the Israelis. And it is time, as followers of Jesus Christ, that we can't turn our back on sufferings like this. We need to speak out, yes. We need to speak out and do what we can to an unlistening world, it seems like. But there are people that are listening, and they're out there Everywhere. Maybe we're not as organized, but this is a real pleasant plus to us to see these organized churches doing something bold like this.
3: And uh, Tom, I should uh, not to overlook it, but this organization, National Council of Churches, much criticized for many of its policies, but nevertheless having influence over a large number of additional. Churches other than those that are uh, mentioned in this, that are uh, si- signers yeah. on this letter. Now, you mentioned a minute ago that uh, State of Israel gets away with this because the Judeo-Christian churches or the Christian right, let's let's put it, make it a, a political statement, apologizes for them. Their method of apology for Israel's acts takes on a different form than the way Israel treats it. Israel essentially says it doesn't happen, and if it does happen, they hit us first and they got it coming. So they take the typical attitude of the bully. But the Christian Zionist churches that support the state of Israel have an entirely different way of arguing that Israel is not culpable for its acts. They essentially say that God blinded the state of Israel, or that Israelis or the ancient Israelites and that by putting these blinders over their eyes, he's made it Im- God has made it himself impossible for them to see their sins. And therefore, they're not accountable for their sins because God did it. They didn't. This is uh, the essence of Christian Zionism. It is that Christians take the position that the Israelis do not have to be culpable for their own acts, that they are forgivable, and that uh, in a, at a future time there will be a great day of reckoning when all this is ironed out. And supposedly the remaining Jews who live through the trauma of that time will then have their eye, have the, the blinders ro- removed from their eyes and that they will see God's way and join in worshiping Christ. So you see Christian Zionism, is truly a religion that enters into politics.
2: Grace Housel wrote the book Forcing God's Hand, which points out that the uh, Christian Zionists, or what have become Christian Zionists, want to support Israel in order to force God to bring back Jesus sooner, which is really juggling with the um, scriptures, is it not?
3: Yes, and and the... The mainline churches resent this abuse of, they would say, this abuse of God's Word. Their fault over the decades and generations has been that they have been uh, too polite and uh, too reserved to come out and say it. So they've essentially sat in their closet and run their churches. And now, uh, for the first time, we we are seeing, that's why this is so exciting, we're seeing these organizations actually take a stand against not just the evil of Israel's occupation, but also the abuse of Christianity that has become Christian Zionism by whatever name you want to call it.
1: More like waking up. Yes. Yeah. But the sad thing about it is there's an arrogance in the Christian right or the conservative evangelical churches that, you know, their belief system is superior to these mainline and you, you can argue a bunch of different theological points and yes i would agree they probably strayed on some of these issues but the fact is they do in this case recognize the evil of what israel is doing and we need to stand up against israel rather than looking down on these people because many evangelicals will tell you that these people aren't really christians and so, you know, why would we believe it, what they say? Because we know what the story is because we've got it all down in the Bible here. So gradually mm-hmm. people are waking up. I think that's the good sign to all this, that there is something wrong.
2: Well, there's you something know. right about the gospel. It's just that it hasn't been promulgated.
1: Well, yeah, uh It gets into then, you know, what the gospel is giving the message about Jesus Christ and becoming your Savior. But, you know, there's all these side issues, particularly the evangelical church doesn't want to address. They go to Israel on these junkets and their condition, even the Israeli guides tell them you don't want to go into Palestine because it's unsafe there. And you know, so they basically have been conditioned that Palestinians are just uncontrollable, and they don't think about the the Christian Palestinians there they they basically turn a blind eye to them.
3: Well, I think it would take another program to discuss any of the facts of Palestine. We're sort of assuming that people listening to this have heard us before and have some knowledge of what the situation on the ground in Israel really is. If you're listening and you really don't know, you need to read a little bit more into some of the things we've written about the history of Palestine and Israel, and there's abundance of information available on a factual basis about the treatment of the Palestinian people. Our issue, of course, here is to evaluate the differences between the Christian Zionist churches and the traditional churches and why each one is taking the position they are.
1: Great. Well, I thank you very much for everybody's input, and we thank you for listening. We have other programs. Be sure to check those out on our podcast site. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to tell a friend about our podcast, and please visit our website, whtt.org. You will find a wealth of information and resources like the latest Pharisee Watch and unheralded news articles. Also, you can order our new video... Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Even though this video is copyrighted, we don't mind if you copy it, as long as you copy all of it. Then you can educate your friends and acquaintances about the dangers of Christian Zionism. Start small, think big, and press on toward the straight gate.